That's not great. Word. No. Oh, you're getting it. All right, that's, that's it, it was, good it's about as good as Jay's game right now. You know what? That's, I don't want to be copyright. I don't want to get a copyright strike, so I can't do it too good. I can't do it to my right. full extent. You're right. Or you, you have to pay money. You got to keep it. Yeah, we don't have money. Subliminal a bit, yeah. So it's a strategy. You're doing it on purpose. Exactly. Just like the outcasts. Uh, so we just finished episode four. POV. What? Are your initial impressions from the episode? I think it was it wasn't per, an, a predictable outcome. No, so I like that. Yeah, I like that it Kept wasn't a, exactly like nothing that I predicted happened. <laughs> there is even moments where I wrote in my notes that like, oh, this is going to happen, and it didn't. <laughs> so this episode, the summer seven didn't even make an appearance again. We know of them from last episode, but we didn't see them really powwow or get together this episode for any sort of strategy. Savage Seven. Savage Seven. I'll get it. The Sausage Seven. No. I, I, I'll get it. JC Lynn and Gino, their romance is a sizzling. How did... I'm kind of halfway surprised. I guess I shouldn't be, though, that Stephanie became sort of the third wheel in that. Um... Like she, well, I guess he wasn't interested, and she. I think she had an idea that she was interested in Jace, or he was interested in Jace. I mean, hmm, Jacey, Jacey Lynn. Well, I know, but they call her Jace. Yeah, that's interchangeable. I wonder what she prefers. I like Jace because it's easier to say. There was something I I noticed that I want to point out. So uh, right when they were pulling for the, the the names, I guess they weren't pulling names. They were spinning with the wheel, wheel of fortuning names to play in the veto comp. Uh, Jay said something in the in the dr that was that was sort of telling on how he's sort of working the game. When everyone's name was revealed for the veto comp, uh, he didn't say, like, yes, I'm working with these people. If one of them wins, I'm golden. He said uh, it's people he can beat. He's like, yes, these are all people I can beat. So that tells me that he didn't see them as any allies when their names were revealed. He saw them as just people he could overcome to win the POV, even though we saw conversations before that whole ceremony that they were like, hey, I'm leaning towards Jay to stay in. So I found that very interesting how there was talks about keeping Jay, you know, that Jay wasn't a part of that didn't make it to Jay. And he sort of inadvertently threw them under the bus as these are people I can beat instead of these are people who who would have my back. I'm actually really surprised because I think that in this veto competition, Jay had the numbers. He had the best chances. Like literally everybody was on his side. So if anybody but Jace won, he probably would have been safe. And that did not happen. Because Jace was actually really good for the game. I don't think there was another veto, like another competition that like sh- like she just owned it. It was her competition to win. 
Yeah, I mean, she Jason Lynn does, has a tattoo that says "balance" right on yeah, her. Yeah, which is like arm. just very telling. Yeah, she, as soon as they revealed that, I was like, if she doesn't win, it'll be a tragedy. Even when she dropped her little cake thingy, like she was back on it, like just doing her like she was doing laps basically yeah, over she other was. competitors. After, I think it was like fifty-one minutes or something. Like it, it, her second layer collapsed, and she had to start over. But like she rebounded and got back on the horse faster than other people. Like finished their first layer. It was incredible. I also am really surprised. I feel like that veto competition really shut me up and like what I thought about her. I thought Jace was a floater. I really thought she was gonna like ride on the coattails of other players, especially Gino. Because I think that he was, like, trying to help her. Like, he doesn't want to campaign too hard for her because, you know, he doesn't want to show any biases, I guess. But I was really surprised by her game. Because, like, when she had the conversation with Kyle right before the veto, I was surprised that that's, like, one of the first times they really had to talk about game. Yeah. It's I feel like that's the first week that's exactly what you should be. Like you should be talking to everybody. You should be trying to strategize or, you know, just see where they're at. Yeah. So the fact that she had the first conversation with him then, I was like, mm, it's a little too late for that. Well, you you find your clicks, you know, your people and you sort of stick with them and and Kevin and uh Jess have become the the outcasts so they they've accepted that um but they uh but yeah i think that was smart of her to to go up to kevin and at least start talking games so they have some sort of rapport with each other but i think it's going to be short-lived and i don't think kevin's going to take it seriously it seems like kevin may not be taking a lot of it seriously because he has like this this double personality thing going on like he's trying to play one person in the diary room, but then someone else in the house. But I think the person in the house is more who he is real-wise, and the person in the diary room is more of the act. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to put on an act just in the house for however many hours and days you're in there, and then the diary room just take off all the layers and be free. I think it's vice versa. I think who he really is is closer to what's going on in the house it seems like jess and kyle also now have like final two situation going on kevin what i could call kyle there is a kyle sorry kevin and jess now have a final two situation it looks like they're trying to be buddy buddy but like it in a secret way i don't see that going far yeah that whole so my my prediction earlier was like there there would be two of our groups and maybe a group of outcasts. Well, so far we have the Sasha Seven and then the two Savage Seven, the two outcasts, uh, where they're they said they're pretending to be outcasts, but if you're pretending to be something, they, they are outcasts. Yeah, they said they're pretending to be socially awkward. Uh, with uh, with other people that's what they said to each other but if you're pretending to be socially awkward you're being socially awkward so it's not an act if if that's what like if that's what you're doing it's real Mm -hmm. so that just sort of like to me their ego has to be so inflated and and just what is their reality because they think they're doing this whole big charade and fooling everyone but 
they're not they're outcasts they they're pretending to be the outcasts but they they are the outcasts and uh, they will not win. Neither one of them. I'm calling it now. Jess or Kevin, neither one will win. I don't see any of them winning. Um, Jess is extremely unlikable. And so is Kevin. <laughs> now, uh, Jay, this whole like last, last episode, um, they were like, I'm going to do uh, drama. I'm going to start some drama. I'm going to stir the pot. Where's the drama? The only drama Jay is starting is is during the POV when when they were getting frustrated and throwing things on the ground. There's I, no drama that Jay is doing. No, no. I think maybe he might be in a defeated state, but I, I think it's. I don't know why, and I can't really gather the like target that Marty has on him on them the target that marty has on them it doesn't make sense to me and the fact that like he literally tells the whole house like jay's my target you are a pawn like what what if he's not like what if he doesn't leave the house like you're really like putting a huge target on you and especially if he's a likable character people like him hello next time you don't win hoh you are the target yeah it's just putting blood on your hands for what for jay he doesn't seem like that big of a competitor yeah but I, i what marty ended up doing and i think it was kyle who sort of planted this seed but it was it was brilliant gameplay is is uh putting betty on the block because betty we saw that conversation earlier betty helena and others were thinking about keeping jay so with betty on the block that's a number that jay doesn't have on eviction night so i think that was a smart gameplay putting betty up instead of kevin because kevin will vote with marty mm-hmm and and also the fact that Betty's like, I'm going to go around the house and tell everyone what a liar Marty is. Like, that's not that's not a good idea. You need to take a chill pill. Maybe do that next week. But if you do that before eviction, if you're the loudest one in the room, you're giving yourself a bigger target. So you yelling that Marty's a liar and stirring the pot might cause you to go home instead of Jay. So if I were her, I would be frustrated because that whole and that whole conversation, it was like she was trying to put those words in Marty's mouth. It's like he didn't want to volunteer that fact. He was hesitant to say she was safe in the first place. It took him a while to say, yeah, put your feet up, which doesn't necessarily even mean you're safe per se. Uh, But it's just I don't know. People know Marty is good for his word because people told him to put Stephanie up a couple times throughout the week. And he said, no, I'm going to honor my word. So like she can go around saying that, but people will see that the action of him not putting Stephanie up, he does keep his word. So that's sort of not helpful in her case too. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I don't think that Marty's playing a good game. I don't think that his HOH, I think it's just too early to be doing an HOH that's like, I'm going to get blood on my hands and I'm going to, you know, like, it's just too much. And I also feel like, 
I don't know. I just don't think that Marty's going to last long either. I think he, the next. I think next week is going to be a huge target on him. I don't know. I think Marty is powwowing pretty well with uh, Kyle and Gino, and I think he's going to have a decent game. I don't think Marty will win, but I think he's going to go pretty far, probably to jury. That's my that's my prediction. Predictions. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Well, this edition of Emba and BTL Talk, Big Brother Canada Season 10, I am BTL. And I am Ember. And maybe we'll come up with a shorter name next time.